if we're going to put money or even just our time, which is really valuable behind something, we want to make sure that the data is there to support it. Hello, welcome to episode 135 of the Smart Agents Podcast. As always, my name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we are joined by Tyler Horsley of Nuclear Networking. Based in Denver, Colorado, Tyler shares his tips for better leveraging digital marketing to position yourself as the market expert and separate from the crowd. One of Tyler's favorite methods for that is to really hone in on a niche and become the authority on the topic. Now, before we get on to the day's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, if you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or a tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Tyler Horsley. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you do as well. The way I like to start everything out is if you could just introduce yourself to us a little bit, who you are and uh, what you do. No, no worries. Yeah. So, um, Tyler Horsley, uh, one of the, uh, founders of Nuclear Networking. It's a performance marketing group. We basically uh, position ourselves as business growth agency. We're located in Denver. We serve uh, international actually now. Um, but I do happen to, of course, Nuclear Networking is private equity owns, uh, currently owned by DRG Invest, who does a lot of uh, property management, property ownership, they do brokerages, real estate, residential, multifamily, and, and construction as well. So very close to all these worlds. Right, so perfect for our for our listening audiences. You have the you have the real estate background there. So well. yeah, real estate background, but definitely a tech nerd. So hopefully, I can bridge some, <laughs> some worlds. <laughs> right. So, so, tell me a little bit about how you got into this before we really kind of jump jump into the the meat of the conversation. Sure. Um, I made a strange jump. I actually started in federal law enforcement, so I worked in two different uh, for two different agencies. Uh, one was actually both were three letter, <laughs> but I guess <laughs> any of them are three letter agencies. Not really about that. Um, yeah. And, uh, I essentially ended that career in military contracting, working, um, you know, call it the guys of intelligence. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, but that actually naturally kind of transitioned, believe it or not, into what I'm doing now, uh, just deconstructing competitors, strategies. Uh, pulling accessible data, leveraging actionable data to kind of create, you know, positive outcomes online. And what I loved about the business growth agency world is when we win and when we apply that data and that knowledge correctly, you build revenue, right? And for your, your partners, uh, for yourself, of course, as well. And so that's, uh, you know, 30,000 foot view of how I got into this space. Right, right. So, you know, the great thing about real estate is, and for this conversation is, you know, Every agent out there, whether they're working for a brokerage or they're independent, you everybody's a small business, regardless of you yep. know what you're attached to. Um, and a lot of it has to, you know, a lot of your early success depends on how you how you're branding yourself and you know, um, you know, treating your. It's not a job anymore. It's a it's a full on business. Yeah, it is, and um, it, it can be difficult. You know, we have a lot of. I've got a lot of buddies, you know, that work at the brokerage and, you know, whether it's individual contractor status or it is very much each individual, uh, is as their own business owner. And then when you start getting into, you know, some of the details of how do I do maybe see typically brokerages will give you your tool set, 
but you can't expect them, you know, everyone to be an expert just immediately in marketing. And so there's certainly some uh, opportunities and challenges there. Right. So I definitely want to start out by, you know, talking about ways that people can, you know, scale up their businesses outside of those, you know, calling your your friends and family to start right. giving you businesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll probably stick to the, um, I call it performance or digital marketing aspects. And some of it, you know, let's just call it out early. Some of these acronyms are really overused. People have heard of them before, SEO, SEM. Um, some individuals too, and I've met personally been in this for a long time. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I've tried this and it, and it didn't work or yeah, I do a lot of blocking and it's just not sticking. Right. And so I'll just probably, uh, speak from experience, share, you know, some of those different channels and more that we leverage, uh, that tend to work really well, um, from anything from actual, you know, buying and selling of properties or new client acquisition and trying to accelerate trust building, right? Like you said, if it's not your family or your friends, it's like, well, why would they choose me? <laughs> and, um, and I know brokerages are, are helpful and they typically provide tool sets, but some of those tool sets, an average buyer may not fully understand the value of those, right? And so if it's called well, or if it's any of these other brokerages, uh, big or small, really, it's like, Hey, well, we marketing. And if, if you sell through us, you know, not only can we push you out on the MLS, but we can also do A, B, and C, and we've got this great Facebook following. And it's like, yeah, that's that's cool. And, and those things certainly, you know, they certainly help. Uh, but one of the things that we do really well is try to try to get really creative with specific avatars or targets that we're working with. And so what that looks like is, so I'm in, in Denver again, and our market is absolutely nuts, you know, and then with rates where they're at now, it's like, it's very strange. <laughs> Because I, I think in the rest of the U.S., some of that, some of those acquisitions have slowed down because of the rate increases. Mm -hmm. But they have these really hot spots uh, in the United States. It's almost like right, rates could be fourteen percent. I still think that these homes would sell, you know, in a right. day. And that's so. Um, <laughs> what we typically do is maybe one example of those avatars might be people moving from X state to Colorado, and what that looks like is. Maybe it's, um, and I'm making this up on the spot, South Dakota or Utah or it, you know, LA. We have a lot of people from California right. <laughs> moving here. <laughs> but it's like, what we would actually do is um, there's a marketing mechanism called geofencing and geotargeting. And so geotargeting and geofencing are a little bit different. Geotargeting is we essentially create a landing page specific to people who live in an area and like, hey, are you interested in moving to Denver? Right, because we can see what people search and those types right. of things online, and uh, essentially drive them through some sort of an offer um, channel or evaluation. And what that looks like is instead of, "Hey, I'm a realtor, work with me, I'll help you find a home." Like that's really generic, and the likelihood is they probably already know somebody who could. And so, really um, thinking deeply about if if I was in front of thirty other realtors, in front of potential prospects. What could I say in under 10 seconds to capture their attention and do it in a meaningful way? If it's I'll answer my phone and I'll do my job well, and I'm, I'm poking fun at ourselves, you know, nobody listeners by any means, but it's like, well, that's not a core differentiator. You know, we need to really think outside the box. The cutting board you give them at the end and the, the acquisition isn't going to be why they choose you. Right. So it's like, if, if you somehow, I've seen a couple of realtors on our team 
cater to Airbnb or STR, short-term rental investors. It's like, hey, I know all the legislation. I know Denver law needs to be your primary, but I also know these pockets outside of Denver where you can do these acquisitions where these home values are enormous, but you're still going to get that Denver Airbnb traffic. And so having a specific knowledge set, something like that in that specific niche has helped a lot. Um, or offering, um, you know, if those individuals are coming here, like free showings, this, that, and the other, and I know we want to get them paper us up so they know we're exclusive and, and that's true, but man, extending an olive branch goes a long way uh, to newcomers from out of town and buying them dinner or setting up some sort of a, an environment, taking them out for a happy hour, um, being knowledgeable about the place you live. Those are things that we really um, try to do to differentiate ourselves. And, um, uh, you know, that, that would be a start. And I can, I can certainly dive deeper, but this would be, you know, kind of a 30,000 foot view and good things to think about. How are you different right. than every other realtor, you know, that they, they could choose from? Right. Yeah. So talking about that, uh, that client avatar, because I think that's a really interesting one because it's, you know, no cost, there's no such thing as a one size fits all in the real estate space. Um, but you know, how, how do you go about really kind of, uh, creating, you know, those individual avatars for those different subsets that you might be bringing in, um, you know, your pipelines are coming from. Sure. So this is going to be, this is where these two worlds can kind of cross over this MarTech uh, space that I work in and the AI mm-hmm. nerd side of me. Right. So there are platforms um, that exist out there. You can buy licenses. Some of them let you use them for free. Everybody is used to paying IDX or maybe the brokerage covers these fees, et cetera. But on the marketing side, very rarely do brokers cover licensing fees for marketing tools. They just don't because they're in real estate, right? And so if you look at like semrush.com or ahrefsarefs.com, uh, spyfu, spyfu.com, all these things, what, what we're really trying to get to is keyword research. And so this might be foreign to some listeners like, whoa, I, I don't know what you just said, you know, replay it, go to those websites. And it's really not, you know, uh, a marketing expert. The really cool thing is you don't have to be. Um, if you go to arefs.com, there's actually a tab when you get there, they'll let you try some things for free. So there's mm-hmm. that, but you can kick, uh, basically click keyword explorer. And when you type in click keywords or things that I look for specific is back to those avatars, those niches. Um, and here's why that's absolutely necessary. And, and actually in almost every industry, this industry in some cases is, is pretty heavily diluted and it's not mm-hmm. maybe more diluted than it used to be, but with, with natural language processing and chat GTP and just like this hockey stick of technology that we're all riding this crazy roller coaster, right. anyone and everyone can be found super easily online. And so now you hear tons of noise and, and you'll see this too on like podcasts or YouTube personalities or influencers. They pick one specific niche and they just own it. And if you can back to that STR space, and this isn't absolutely necessary, but a lot of people in Colorado come here to ski, you know, so Breckenridge, so County, there's, there's people making pretty substantial money doing that. And people looking to diversify into different markets, especially if you have a more affluent customer bases, they you don't mind spending five to 10 million for a home in Breck that they visit once a year, as long as they can rent it out. And so of all sizes, what we, what we essentially do is use those tools like a and we start, you know, 
um, looking at, sure, we can start at the basics, homes for sale, Denver, homes for sale, Colorado, homes for sale, Lakewood, Aurora, all of the, like many other big cities, this thing is just engulfing every other city. And we can see those tools will actually show you how many thousands of people per month look for that online. And that's super important <laughs> because if we're going to put money or even just our time, which is really valuable behind something, we want to make sure that the data is there to support it. And so if you start looking at Breckenridge homes for sale, mm-hmm. right? maybe after your, this podcast goes out, their homes just go off the market and they can thank right. us here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, look that up and you might find out very quickly. It's like 2,800 people a month are looking for that. Well, that's really interesting. What if we created a unique experience, one simple landing page? Mm-hmm. If you guys don't have creatives, you know, the listeners out there, it's like, well, how do I do a landing page? Like there, there are certainly agencies that do that. There are creative agencies. Mm-hmm upwork.com there's different platforms you can find these resources but this one landing page is just all about the beauty and the town and the history of Breckenridge and you know demographic information of people coming from Italy and all over the world to ski this powder like this is good snow and that helping people fall in love with the location maybe pulling some numbers from their DNA and then helping tell that story of if you do buy here, not only do you and your family get to, you know, do A, B, and C, you also have access to all these amenities, and you can make 150k plus a year short term running your house if you're not there. Like that is what people want. They want value. Right. They want education. That'll build instant trust. You don't need to know them. They immediately are like, right. "Wow, this person knows what they're talking about." I saw this white paper on LinkedIn about buying in Breck. I need to talk to them, mm-hmm. and. So that's one of many examples, and hopefully that's not too generic, but becoming an industry thought leader in a specific niche and preferably something you love as a realtor, um, that that's a way to be noticed because there's a lot of people searching for for what you're selling. Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, like you, you kind of tying that back into, you know, all the noise that's out there now. Yeah. I mean, there are, everybody's doing video, everybody, you know, it all kind of looks similar. Uh, but then when you go and actually click on those websites, so many of them just take you to this generic website, might not even have a picture of the agent on them. Right. And it's like, where do I go from here? I was like, you know, and I really like this idea of becoming, you know, that expert in that specific targeted market that you are, uh, that you're going after. Yeah. I, what, one of the things I guess is it is just worth mentioning because it's, it's a lot of here's opportunity. Um, but like actual practice brokerages, obviously, if you're going to create your own creative, getting that approved is compliant, is properly marked up, et cetera. But separate from that, what we've also done is created just educational uh, frameworks. It's not a real estate site. It's just education about Breckenridge. Contact an agent. Well, now all of a sudden that goes back to your brokerage page. Everything's in compliance. Um, but to your point, you know, videos, everything kind of looks the same. I've seen, and I have friends in real estate as well, I've seen some and it's like an Instagram and it's just tons of photos of the homes they have for sale. And it's like, that's good. Uh, but if you really want people to fall in love with where you're at, why don't you show me like 80% of your Instagram should be you having a blast in Breckenridge, skiing, going to the best restaurants, being the industry thought leader. If you look at um, Airbnb, and if you've ever stayed at an Airbnb, what you're going to notice is the host has like this list of here's the best places to go in the spot. And here's, you know, Nancy's coffee. It's been there for 80 years. Here's the baked goods. 
Like that's the kind of stuff people will follow. And you can build a massive uh, network that way. Um, one last thought I, I would share on that is uh, I was listening to, oh, I can't remember. I'd love to give him credit. <laughs> How to make like your first million or some sort of a podcast uh, mm-hmm. like that. They basically deconstruct businesses. Um, one of the things that they mentioned was like, there's there's this framework on Twitter called like any any area of expertise plus the guy. So as an example, it's like the automotive guy, the watch guy, the this guy, the that guy. And basically these accounts just post about watches. Hey, here's the best watch. Here's the worst watch. Here's, you know, I'm, I'm butchering this, but the idea is they basically gain tons of following and then they eventually monetize it because people will go to that person. That's the ex- industry expert. Uh, and you could certainly be the, the guy or the gal who, who does that in your specific niche or geography. So, right. Well, actually, you know, what's funny about that is, uh, in, in the Denver area, I spoke to, uh, somebody, gosh, it was about a year ago now and their whole brokerage, they are known for, uh, mid-century modern homes. And that is what they focus on and they're yeah. killing it. And because, you know, when, even when you do go to their Instagram pages, it's all really cool looking Matt architecture and homes and like there's these really great stories they put together with the people that own the homes and they're dominating that market there yep niche right just owning the people again with the accessibility of the internet you know i i know tons of our collective customers you know um they're on pinterest they have boards they're following in love with yeah, mid-century modern modern farmhouse they're chipping joanna Gaines fans and they want that right like, you own your niche you know <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And, and you know and the guy i was talking to he loves it too like it, he has fun every day going because right. it's something he's really interested in too right yeah that's so that, it, it's it's kind of like the cart before the horse mentality right i know that there's probably a few brokers out there mm-hmm. any realtors listening in like man i gotta ram this thing up quick <laughs> like this started i only sold one house you know this year like i need to go um and it, you know, I, I would say to that, certainly look at or stick to a niche. Um, you could use some of those tools we talked about earlier in the episode here, you know, just to look at like mid-century modern homes for sale Denver. Like you can see how many people look for these and just in your creativity, you're like, wow, like this one has more searches per month than any other thing. Do I enjoy that? Like you said, do I enjoy mountain homes? Do I want to live downtown? Do I want to, you know, um, and Content generation is probably the most time-consuming to kind of catch up and to appear as a thought leader. Um, but you know what we heavily rely on and or like as the future kind of continues pushing us forward, using natural language processing or Chat GTP for inspiration. It's like I, I've done this, so you know we're uh, we own a capital group as well. We do races. We go you know acquire a part. And more and i'm building a deck uh, to do a race uh in mexico actually and so it basically just asked you know chat i'm like tell me why you know someone should visit Tulum, and it's just 20 bullet points of like really colorful language around culture and food and music and you know what i mean and so right. it's like if you do need those types of ideas how would i come up with this um spend a day <laughs> you know on that platform yeah. you probably pump out a year's worth of content and then start start putting out all over your boards 
<laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. We actually, we, we tested it out too. It was just like pumping in a few little sentences. It gave us like, you know, 30 different YouTube videos we could yep. you know crank out and it was awesome. Yeah. I definitely, if you haven't checked that out, I, I definitely would. Um, moving toward, you know, one of the things you talked about that you guys do is really kind of deconstructing businesses right. and, you know, seeing what has led to their success. So I want to kind of shift gears a little bit over to these agents that are looking to build up their teams or their own brokerages sure. and some tips to kind of set them on the right path. Cause I know it, it it's kind of overwhelming for some people. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, <laughs> I mean, just yeah. Competitive landscape, you name it. Um, so I guess tips and I, I won't, uh, harp on this positioning piece too much, but I really, it's like, especially if you're the beginning of creating a brokerage, positioning yourself as the thought leader in a specific space. We are the boutique brokerage for antique mansions, downtown Denver, or, you know, uh, wash park homes, which is, you know, uh, you know, or cherry Creek or this, that, or the other, or Rhino, if you like more of like the urban areas with the art, the art districts. So that I, I, I do think positioning is everything. And I know that's even just business owners in general that goes against their grain because they're like, like I could sell just a, a regular home in a different neighborhood. I don't put myself in a box. It's like, yes, that makes sense. But now you're the same as 50,000 other people doing the same thing. Now you are just, you, you have a pierced through, right? So really thinking about positioning first. Um, secondly, if they're starting their own brokerage, this is cool because now you have complete freedom on what you want your website to look like. So as a marketing nerd, I am a huge advocate for proper branding. Um, really invest <laughs> like, and it doesn't mean necessarily that you need to spend it, you know, arm and leg or whatever, you know, that phrasing is on, on a website, but really, uh, shocking viewers once they hit your page. So like, this is gorgeous. Like I, I love how they styled this, maybe even like this mid-century modern person that you talk to out of Denver, like even styling the site to kind of like have that back vibe. Um, that is really cool too, just owning it and living a theme, right? So people can feel you get me. You're not just saying you do this, like very, your whole life is styled to me what you say you are. Uh, what, what I would look at from a recruiting side uh, just building the brokerage. So we talked about website positioning, styling, et cetera, how to incentivize brokers to work at your brokerage or realtors to work at your brokerage, because some of this, this space can be high turn turnover, right? Mm -hmm. And now you're competing with, and you have, you know, major Keller Williams, Remax, you know, Caldwell, mm -hmm. and, and they're just throwing money at these tool sets and they, they also market their own tool sets to their brokers. Like come hang right. here, have a beer, we're better. So I think one of the benefits that we have in this time is, and I don't think I'll make anyone upset out there, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> those bigger companies move slower. They can't necessarily cater to or have a specific niche offering for their individual client base, which honestly is realtors. Um, they, they can't necessarily, whereas the boutique brokerages, you can maybe negotiate, maybe you sweeten the deal and you're paying out higher commissions. Maybe you have full support. Maybe you have a, if you hunt and kill on your own, you get X, but if we give it to you, you get Y. One of the biggest things where we've seen more longevity and retention is, Hey, we get digital marketing. 
Right. Because who, who is your realtor group that's going to come work for you? And you know, there's certain mindsets uh, of individuals who just want the the bigger company stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's other mindsets where it's like, I, I want a company that's progressive that knows what they're doing in tech because I've worked for this agency. They gave me a little web page and I wasn't allowed to do anything other than hand a card out. And it's like, that didn't work. Right. So I just, you know, just for everyone listening, like I'm biased. <laughs> I love digital marketing, so. <laughs> but it's like, look at your future home buyer base. It's, I mean, right. millennials, sure. Uh, Gen Z, absolutely. Everyone is glued to their phone. They're on social, they're on TikTok, they're this, they're that. And, and getting on that train and being visible there and making it fun is the way to target the entire future of the home buying right. uh, in the States. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, touching on that is, you know, with your websites, make sure it's like mobile compatible first. Like yes. that's the, oh my God. We were, yeah. we were looking at some of our stuff not too long ago. It was like 93% of our traffic came through mobile. And it's like, yeah. You know, if that wasn't a glaring red flag that everything should be built for the phone first. Yep. That's exactly (laughs) right. Yeah. People dream. I mean, very rarely, statistically, when people are buying homes, like they need to fall in love. Um, So there's this understanding the emotion of like, they're going to be shopping around. They're on Zillow every day. They're swiping, swiping, swiping. And if you're in a hotter town, you know, it's like by the time you see it on Zillow, it's gone. So (laughs) So it's like, great. Um, but they're, they're going to be saving favorites of looking at these, trying to figure out what they like, what they don't like, building interest boards and more. And so to your point, if you could not only be present on those social platforms, uh, but you can also make it look really vibrant to the extent mm-hmm. that they follow you. Um, like that's, that's really the make it or break it. It's, it's giving of your time, but it's mm-hmm. having fun and being a real personable human being. Um, and whether we like it or not, that is how people are going to interact more in the very near future. And it's already happening. Just that's the next generation behind us. Right. What's interesting, I think, you know, you talked about this like hockey stick of technology and being, you know, really heavily involved in the in the digital marketing space. And I think, you know, a lot of times when people hear technology, they feel like it's taking the personalization away from things, but it's doing the exact opposite. You're really able to create more meaningful connections with people now using all of this tech that's out there. Right. You can. Yeah. And it, I mean, if, if we were to reposition, um, realtors, brokers, owners of brokerages, any other way, if we were talking about a different industry entirely, this would click. It's like, Hey, if you're an influencer or if you work at Disney, as an example, they call all of their employees actors. They're not, you know, they're not cleaners. They're not this, they're not that they're actors. And, and if you can kind of reposition your mindset as like, Hey, I'm going to live on this platform here. And, and maybe that's uncomfortable for some, and we have platforms that kind of help us produce content. You can look at what other people are doing as well, but they're to your point, like you can still make that connection. Um, maybe it's Instagram and you have everybody follow you at DM you if they have questions and all of a sudden, like you have this live they could talk to you. And some of those people, especially if you're positioned as an influencer, you're doing fun videos, humans create in their mind, like this barrier of they elevate, right? Whoa, this person has all these followers. Like I could never talk to them. And then all of a sudden they respond to you with, in the direct messages. And you know, that certainly helps. Um, but yeah, it, it certainly doesn't replace, uh, the relationship aspect, but given the time that we are in, 
the likelihood of you randomly meeting somebody over a group lunch very slim, right? <laughs> and so it's like right. getting on local social platforms for targeting and and having them like like your persona and what you do, they'll actually find you, you know. So if you if you're quality content. Right. Before we wrap up, I do want to ask, because you are so, uh, you know, like connected to this world, what, you know, kind of future things that agents should be looking out towards that, you know, if maybe, uh, you know, is one of the things is unfortunately is by the time you hear it, you know, and you're hearing about it and you're starting to see all the videos pop up about it, you might be, have already missed the boat. That's right. What are some of the things, uh, you know, uh, that agents should be looking for, you know, coming up in the future? I think um, things to really think about, and I'm I'm with you. It's it it's that adage like if everything's on sale, nothing's on sale. So it's if everyone's doing the same thing, you know, it's really hard to still kind of differentiate yourself. So outside of positioning and finding your niche, um, depending on where you're at as a listener, if you are a brand new realtor, if you're trying to start your own brokerage, like those are very two different places. Mm-hmm. And so things that I've seen that have that have helped fairly substantially just in my personal life and, and, uh, you know, uh, my, some of the businesses that I've built and, and, and sold are some of those, uh, specific niche local communities. Maybe that's just a, a word salad, but depending on what level your brokerage is at, uh, financially communities like Evo entrepreneurs organization, uh, YPO Vistage, you know, those things are really helpful. And what those communities are is basically you can surround yourself with other business owners, likely not in real estate, by the way. And uh, the whole point of saying that, and even if it's only a local chamber or something right out of the gate, getting in front of people who think differently than you do is actually really important. Because if everyone's going to the same seminars and everyone's listening to the same thing over and over and over, everyone's doing the same thing. And so it's like, if you can talk to your future desired customer base what would you guys be into like what is no one else doing in the space that i could do that's that's collective or that's fun or throw a happy hour or go host a golf tournament or um maybe try to be the face of some philanthropic moves and and help in this area and then raise money and then self-sponsor i mean there's a lot of creative things but i think getting feedback from people who are not your family and friends is the best feedback that you could get um, and then finding ways to incentivize them giving feedback will at least give you uh, a start. Um, so, I mean, that's it's probably one of the best things that I've put into practice is following others and listening to others' uh, perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. I really do appreciate you taking the time to uh, speak with me today. And I really, you know, the whole positioning as that authority in that really targeted area, I yeah. think is super important. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's proven. I mean, it, it is work just to give people hope out there. I really want to thank Tyler for joining us today and think it's really important for agents of any level to reassess your client avatar periodically to make sure you're positioning yourself in a way that will help you stand out from the crowd. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode, but remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.